Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Rippin. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before I pass the mic over to this week's host, just something real quick. I was asked recently, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, Dad, there are a few ways, actually. One, you can give us a good rating and review on your platform. Number two, definitely subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode or past episodes with them. Number four, you can support our sponsor. And number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, about being a sponsor at CousinBailey at gmail.com. This week, we are missing one bourbon boy. Malt Liquor is off traveling the West with his lovely wife, who was celebrating her birthday on this trip. And hilariously enough, he took the lead in the overall standings, so Malt should be hosting this week. But instead, and in keeping with apparent this apparent long-standing tradition, Mr. Gus, you have the con. Wow. I feel like I uh, shouldn't be doing this after my performance last week. Yeah. I don't think I've let anyone down this much since my wife last night. But, you know, Gus Gus got ran over by the fucking bus. So last week, Malt, he, he ran a train on us. He went five and one. He's overall 33 and 25. I went one and five, 32 and 26. Dr. Riffick, three and three, overall 31 and 27. And Cousin Bailey, two and four. Yikes. Yeah. 24 and 34. Holy shnikes. Not my best year. Not not the worst of the week, though. <laughs> not the worst of the week. Not the worst of the week, but we'll get into we'll get into our guest picks here in a minute um so that's part of a of a malt liquor monologue to be performed by tbd so yeah rough week rough week all around last week uh except for malt but the gators looked awful i'm sure you know well maybe we won't get into it they're not on the slate this week yeah they they looked pretty pathetic i i don't know what they're doing on defense Scheme-wise, it's pretty terrible. We don't have the players either, but you would think they would be able to scheme a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe maybe the players aren't athletic and maybe they're not intelligent. I'm just not sure about that. But I don't um, know. What, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, go for it, buddy. Yeah, well, basically what I was thinking is that, you know, maybe since the Gators don't have a game, we could just talk about it right now and hopefully just get it out of the way because, honestly, it ain't going to make my night any better talking about the Gators, like, you know, later on, which of course we likely will. Um, I, uh, yeah, no, definitely scheme and play personnel have a lot to do with it. I mean, but there were like many plays. I was was watching this in my hotel room at Legoland with the uh, sound in my ear, but I could like, you know, I was listening to not Mick Hubert, but whoever the new uh, Mick Hubert is for the Gators. Um, 
but it was a little bit behind. So it was hard to kind of get much an anal analysis, sorry, <laughs> from that. Um, but I noticed like there were times when guys had freaking had first opportunity to tackle them, you know, and I mean, even big dog Gervon Dexter senior, like had, had a chance here and there. And th that may have created a third down op opportunity, which of course doesn't seem to matter because they were like over 50% for third downs against us. I mean, it can't all be about the scheme. Like I, I, it, it, I mean, which, which we, I mean, we have decided, I'm just trying to justify the fact that like, you know, we cannot be firing a, a defensive coordinator after one year in a new system with these players. Um, but, you know, somebody did a breakdown of, um, of, of like the past, like five or six recruit recruiting classes. And not only are like, less than five or less than 50% of them actually contributing. I mean, way less than like 20 something percent of them actually are contributing or have contributed, but like there were maybe a handful of NFL prospects that like, you know, left early legitimately. So um, are for some reason, not for some reason for, for, you know, Dan Mullen decided that defense was not a priority while he was here in any way, shape or form, either, you know, recruiting, uh, so therefore turning into personnel or, or the coaches, uh, you know, he just did not find that to be a priority, which blows my mind because as a, as a person, like a CEO person, I mean, I know he's, I know he technically like we've they, no one's described him as a CEO, but like as the head of an organization, wouldn't you I mean, want to succeed? Like I, I just never understood Mullen's motivation. And, you know, they, they can, some people said loyalty and that's why he had a hard time firing people, but like you're operating like a multi-million dollar, hundred million dollar operation and you don't have the cojones to fire a guy because you have, you've been with him for 10 years. Um, it, it's just, it just, I know, I know we, you know, I know I'm kind of getting off course a little bit, but, but it just, it was all kind of like brought to a head. I, I know our defense has been shitty all year, but the way LSU had been okay at best the past couple of year, weeks turned into this freaking Joe Burrow superpower and beat us 45 to 35. I mean, we scored 35 freaking points against them and got boat raced. I mean, like it didn't even seem close. We were now, that being said, we were in a roughing the passer call away from getting the ball back and our offense seemed to be scoring pretty handily. Like, so I think I was expecting OT. And then that roughing the passer, speaking of Dexter, um, it, 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 I get why they called it. I mean, I, I, I don't love the call because it wasn't late. It was just that he had completely wrapped his arms around the guy and then like kind of, you know, drove him into the ground. And I'm sure that's, you know, the, the, the reasoning for the call, but it wasn't that bad. It was on time and a regular old tackle. But, you know, it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, my team, the Bucks, were benefited by a bullshit uh, roughing the passer penalty, and and this week I feel like we got paid back in spades for it. Um, and then Sunday sucked too, but fucking losing. But anyways, um, yeah, I just uh, it's it's you know you notice how we're not even talking about the offense because yeah, I mean, would have, you know who the fuck, fuck would have been upset by scoring thirty five points against LSU? Yeah, I mean LSU's defense is is. They're good. They're respectable, right? So I thought the offense played well. I had another buddy texting me who's a Gator fan 
was just like, we have to bench AR. We have to bench AR. He's just awful. He's this. He's this. And I'm like, he's not. Like, he's – it's his first year in the system. It's his first year really starting. He's a young dude. Like, it'll take him time. He, you know, he has the athleticism. He just needs to, you know, learn the system. I think he'll be fine. It looked like – I mean, I think the past couple of weeks he's looked okay. I mean, yeah. he came out and d- didn't he – like, they opened the game throwing bomb, right? Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, beautiful exactly. pass, beautiful play call. Yeah, a beautiful run. That run was. Yeah, that run. Yep, that was amazing. It was what seventy-five yards, something like that. It was a uh, eighty yards. Yeah, it was you know awesome run. And oh man, I lost my train of thought. I lost what I was going to say. Right. Yeah, you know, offense is not the offense is not the problem. Is what you're offense is not. Yeah, offense is not the. Pro- oh, we were we were making uh, Jalen. What's his name? Daniels. Daniels. I mean, he looked like he should be leading the Heisman vote right now. Like he, he was playing out of his mind because the defense sucks and he's not that great of a quarterback. He's serviceable for college, but he's nothing. He, there's no wow to him and he can actually sometimes play really bad. So yeah, yeah it was just, it was, it was pretty awful. Third and Grantham is back. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's just it's very confusing just to see how I, poorly defense is playing. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Uh, something you said kind of uh, struck a struck a chord because um, my wife and you know Pat, you know um, my uh, mother in law who passed away, big Bama fans. So we watched the uh, Tennessee Alabama game at least like the second half after we got back from the um, the Legoland um, and. I, you know, I was like, okay, this game is going to go to overtime. It's probably going to go multiple overtimes, you know, the way that these teams have been scoring. And it was just kind of like funny. And I don't mean funny, haha, but like interesting to see an, yet another Bama kicker just fucking be a liability. I just cannot rationalize, understand how ever, ever not every team, but many teams have a, have a, you know, I mean, I know it was a 50 yard kick, but I mean, it wasn't even close. And a couple of weeks ago, he missed a big one against AM. Well, he um, missed one earlier in the game. Right, and early one in the game. Okay, I'm, I'm, I must have missed that one. But it's like it, it, the way that uh, Hook, Hook, Hooker was like tearing up Alabama's defense, and the way he tore up Florida's defense. It's like you, you know, you I, before going into that game, I was thinking maybe he's not that good. You never know. But I, I it's like it, it just blows my mind how we're making you know obviously a good quarterback look great. And then a, ter- a not good quarterback looked good to great. Actually, no, he looked like a damn Heisman contender. I just, there, it just blows my mind that the Gators, who like, you know, for many years under Meyer and then under Zook, under Muschamp, were, you know, defense forces to be reckoned with, you know, and then later in Spurrier's career at Florida, um, you know, we, well, it, in the 90s were a different time, but regardless, um, I, I just I just don't understand how we can't hire a fucking competent defensive coordinator. Like, wh- what are we missing that we cannot hire, drag someone away from some awesome plush job? Like, why are, you know, like, are our schemes so complicated? I mean, yes, I know. I'm still, I'm still holding out hope that it's just, it's str- I mean, mostly like 70 to 80% personnel. Well, God, it better be 80% personnel that's been destroying our, you know, like weeks after week. But um, just anyways. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's That's pretty it. terrible. I can't stop talking about it. Yeah. 
I hear you. But but we have uh, we have kind of jumped ahead in our programming. So let's see what everybody's drinking. Cause what you got? So I'm back in our office and I have a uh, bottle of Buffalo Trace that might meet its demise tonight. Um, I also have one open in the, I don't know in the big house or whatever. But um, and then I'm probably gonna bring some uh, Lone Stars into the equation after that. I've had I've been drinking Modelo's this evening, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, a little Latin flair, I like it. I like it. Mm. Doctor Riffic, what you drinking, bud? Uh, back on the sober kick for for a little while. We're gonna see oh, around really? too. So I'm drinking agua. Well, actually, I'm gonna switch it up to Kool Aid. Buzz hey. killing. Buzz killing. Um, what are you drinking, Gus? I am drinking the original Green Dart 520, which is from it's a from King State Brewery here in Tampa, German style Pilsner. I'm drinking that in in loving memory of malt liquor because I know he likes it. He turned me on to this beer. Yeah, but we'll be back next week, so it's not really loving memory, but you know, that's a good one though. Yeah, for sure. He'll be back, and, unlike other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not bringing that guy back. I'm just kidding. And uh, malt. Any? Uh, do you have any comments? <laughs> huh? I'll try my best here. <clears throat> oh, Jesus Christ! I'm likely drinking a Los Locos Lager from Epic Brewery in Utah. Probably the best Mexican style lager I've had. Wow. I now hold my rightful position at the top of the standings. Gators defense, um, it's quite a complete abomination. Last in FBS and third down defense, near the bottom in every major category. Clearly, talent is an issue, but our talents should have us in the 70s or 80s, not the 120s or the 130s. Billy doesn't use the bye week to help improve this defense a la Urban with the offense in 05, I'm going to start questioning this higher. Um, Debbie Downer. Jesus Christ. That's, that's tough words, but I mean, that that those are tough words, but they don't, aren't 100% inaccurate. Um, I don't. Jesus Christ. I know I'm an asshole, but doctor, that doesn't sound anything like me. Christ. That sounds like him. <laughs> Makes me laugh. I love it. Oh, God. Oh, man. All right. So we know what we're all drinking. Malt's drinking a Lost Low Coast Lager. May he rest in peace for this week. He can kind of go fuck himself because he took over first place. I'm not exactly happy about that. That's true. So, man, getting into this slate of games is it's not many. We're only be, be picking four out there. Loyal listeners, as our first game is UT Martin at Tennessee. I believe this is an annual matchup. There's no line on it. Tennessee was great last week against Alabama. That offense is is very scary. If they beat Georgia, I think they win it all. But those are my thoughts. So we'll go on to the 330 game because... Yeah, we are uh, skipping all the terrible noon games. Actually, some of them aren't even terrible usually. Uh, usually, but I guess this is the kind of time of year when bye weeks start kicking in. Um, but uh, 
So 3.30, the CBS game of the week, is uh, a humongous rivalry, and I'm not being sarcastic. It, it doesn't mean much to me beyond, you know, some familial support, but uh, um, Ole Miss at LSU is a historic rivalry, um, and uh, I'm glad I'm glad we don't have to play LSU or Ole Miss this week, <laughs> or pretty much anybody with a competent offense, because we'd make them look like whatever. So anyways, Ole Miss actually uh, messed me up last week. Um, they struggled with Auburn. Um, they beat them. F- well, excuse me. Let me let me back up. They didn't struggle with them. Um, Auburn did score. Auburn only scored points in the second and third quarter, but they only beat them by 14 points. And of course, it, it, it I had I had I think that was like my lock of the week. Um, I felt Ole Miss was just going to roadhouse them, um, but they didn't. Um, and but they they've still got a, a fantastic offense. Um, they are one and a half point favorites at Death Valley this week. Um, I will say that uh, this number looks uh, a little ridiculous as far as I'm concerned because Ole Miss has a competent defense and it's clearly, let's just, let's just be frank. It's clearly a reflection of last week. Um, and I, I, I'm sure Vegas is hoping that people only looked at the score or, or, or maybe they watch the game but don't realize the serious problems that Florida has on, um, on defense. Um, that being said, uh, I think the over-under – let me just check that real quick, my notes. Um, the over-under is 68. Um, that seems high. I like, the, I like the way that Ole Miss – well, shit, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, last week they had a combined of over 70 points. Um, uh, over 80, actually. I just, you know, I, I just, I, I think that LSU's offense is a mirage um, based upon, you know, like that glisten of water in the desert that is Florida's uh, defense. Um, but I think Ole Miss is going to hold them a little bit more. Um, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Ole Miss is going to hold them a little bit better than Florida did. Uh, and uh, I, I'm going to take Ole Miss. I, I, I really think that's the, that's what I'm doing. I, I would probably stay away from the over now that I'm talking. I kind of talked myself out of that, the over under um, both teams scored a lot and gave up a lot last week. Uh, so who the fuck knows is what's going to happen. But I, I like, I like Ole Miss's offense just enough. Uh, I think they're probably going to beat them by maybe a touchdown. So, so uh, hotty toddy. Yeah. I like Ole Miss in this game. I thought it was a letdown, even though they beat Auburn because Auburn is yeah. just awful. They're terrible. And to let them score that many points, it's kind of ridiculous. And just to hit on your point, cuz about LSU's offense, here's their point totals against power five teams. Yeah. 23, 16, 21, 13, and then last week, 45. So they're not exactly an offensive juggernaut. Yeah, I, I think you covered most of what I would say in this game. Just give me Ole Miss, give me Lane Train. They're going to easily beat them by 10 at least, I think. So I get, and looking at the other games, this will be my lock of the week. Damn, that's a good point. This has to be my lock of the week, too. I don't, I, all these other games are so either up in the air or, I mean, they, they may be too good to be true. But um, how about, uh, how, how does, who's Malt taking this week? Malt, are you here? I'm taking Ole Miss, goddammit. Jesus Christ, LSU was terrible, but now they'll have to adjust to encountering a 
defensive resistance like the fucking French. How about uh, Dr. Terrific? <laughs> I'll take all this. Yeah, it's a sweep. It's not a difficult sweep to think about. Um, I really think it's a reflection of last week. I think if LSU had been marginally disrupted, um, this would be like a seven, a seven, a six and a half, I'd say, on the road. I think then that's a big number for playing at Death Valley in a rivalry. And if it was really Malt talking, he would have said, can you scroll for me there, producer? Thanks. LSU will have to adjust to encountering a less defensive resistance. Now that's wrong too. Fuck it. Who knows? I would have, he would have said Maginot line instead of just the French. I have to get my pinpoint history down with that guy. Jesus Christ. I can hear him listening now. Jesus Christ. I don't sound like that. And fucking the French come up with something better. So doctor, who you got? He already said he's. I already said. Yeah. Oh, you already said it. Oh, yeah, yeah we're oh, sweeping we're it. Sweeping it, Ole Miss. Oh yeah, that's right. Sweet Jesus Christ. <laughs> my job. My, that's my Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. With the with the facial expression and the head shake of shame. Sorry, listeners, you can't see that. Malt's very animated. <laughs> All right, so we're on to the four o'clock game. Barn burner here. Vandy at Missouri. Missouri's 14 and a half point favorites at home over under is 51 and a half. I am so disappointed. So, so disappointed in the Commodores. Yeah. Got They've got the doors blown off from 55 zero to Georgia. They could easily beat Georgia. I don't know what team showed up. I, gee, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so it was pretty disappointing. It was pretty disappointing seeing that score, um, seeing Georgia's score actually accumulate as I was on the golf course while that game was going on. Uh, but yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed. Missouri, who knows what Missouri is? I don't. Does anybody else know? I know they're not good. I can I can at least say that confidently. I haven't said much else tonight confidently. I'm all over the place, but yeah, Missouri's coming off of three losses, had a bye week. Last loss was to Florida in the swamp. So I guess that kind of tells you they only put up 17 points against Florida, you know, like what's going on. But yeah, this is, I don't want to do it. After this Vandy game last week, I said, I'm not going to pick Vandy. I'm not going to pick Vandy, but Missouri's not very good. I need to get back into this thing. I honestly don't think Missouri can cover this line. Give me the Commodores. Yeah, so um, so the, the, the line is Missouri 14 and a half hosting Vanderbilt. I just don't get where Missouri has earned such clout. I mean, they yes, they do. They played – they're obviously looking at the Georgia game as a comparison. Yes. Which yeah, doesn't it never works, right? But it never works, though. I mean, because eh, never, not never. I mean, like, look, I understand the transitive property is is something; it exists. But it's just in college football, like one team can show up. I mean, where's Georgia scoring fifty five points now? Where are they? I mean, they were they're the team that like completely blew the doors off of Auburn, but was struggling with Missouri. 
And then, and I mean, now, I mean, maybe they found their stride. Maybe they've clicked. Uh, when I said, you know, who are they? Obviously, we're joking. I mean, they're fucking reigning national champions, and they struggled with Missouri and destroyed Vanderbilt. And I'm just kind of talking in circles right now. Um, conventional wisdom tells you really you've got to, you know, fuck Vandy. They're terrible. But why am I putting so much faith in Missouri? And I think I'm gonna do it though. I think I think they've got oh. the uh, yeah. I think they've got a little bit more moxie. Uh, Vandy, it might be kind of like falling back into their stride. And the funny part is a game coming up later. It's it's another thing where like you know I, I you just can't. There are no trends apparently in this league except Georgia, Tennessee, Bama, good. Everybody else shaky, and Florida terrible. Um, Nah, they're in the shaky category. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Missouri. <clears throat> I'm not at all confident. Um, just maybe Vandy is finally kind of like, you know, tapped out on their season. I don't know. I mean, Missouri only – but then Missouri only scored four or six, 17, as you said, against terrible defense Florida. Yes. Yeah, and actually Vandy has a better record. They're three and four. Missouri's two and four. Yeah. So – there's a lot of reasons why I should pick Vandy, and that's why I'm going to pick Missouri. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I don't love it, but I'm sticking with it. How about Malt Liquor? What's he doing? It's your turn, bud. <clears throat> I'll take the points and Vanderbilt. The thought of watching this game makes my eyes bleed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'll, uh, I'll, I hate this game. I hate it more than anything. Uh, yeah. I'll... I'll I'll go with Cousin. I'll take Mizzou. I'd still watch this game over the uh, MLB playoffs right now. I'm still so bitter. It's, it's not, I, And I know there are awesome games going on, too. I just don't – I can't get into it. Team Padres. Um, yeah, team, team anybody I hate less than exactly. <clears throat> so before our next game, I wanted to mention that uh, this portion of the Bourbon Boys picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on its hands, an acquaintance, not no longer friend, an acquaintance of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack for combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout for a discount when you buy three bottles. I believe that discount is for $6 when you buy three bottles, $6 off when you buy three bottles before this becomes false advertising. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code bourbonboys at checkout. Um, the, the flavors right now, blueberry ghost pepper, jalapeno apple, delicious, mango habanero, delicious, pineapple reaper, scorpion guava. You'll understand that I have not tried the ones that sound like the, that they're going to destroy my uh, stomach. Um, but that's correct. So, um, how much is the discount? The discount is when you buy three bottles, you save six dollars at this at checkout. Enter code Bourbon Boys. Um, so just real quick, our, our guest Bourbon Boy is lap from last week, rather, is the um, the dude from Pandemic Sauce Company, and he was a delight last week. Uh, however, I don't know if his picks all came to fruition, but I don't think he gives a shit. Because he is a tiger, and boy is boy, and he was at the game too, and he offered me uh, a ride and the ticket. 
to go to that game. And, I, and I'm so, so glad. I mean, obviously, there's no way I could have gone with family obligations. But can you imagine that ride home? Anyways, um, did, do we know how he do we know how he did last week, uh, Gus? Yeah. So Malt, Malt dropped us a line uh, just to make sure that um, we didn't forget. Congrats to Lon, Ron on the LSU win and missing every pick like Neville Chamberlain negotiating with Hitler. That was a very poignant, <laughs> historically accurate reference. Um, I sauce. I um, yeah. I mean, I would give. I would obviously me being terrible. You know, I, I probably should, this this year. I probably shouldn't. Uh, I am a past champion, so that's nice. But I probably shouldn't uh, make this statement. But I would definitely go zero and five uh, to win a game like that. Um, you know, if my especially coming on a enemy territory podcast. Um, but anyways, I digress. So um, unless you've got something to add, Gus. No, I don't. I, I think I tend to agree with you with trading my Bourbon Boy season for a win last week, a win every week. I know. Right. I mean, gosh, I, I once made a deal, a Twitter deal that of course never came to fruition that all my teams that I support, I could give a crap about as long as the Gators did well. And the exact opposite has happened. Um, hockey, professional, professional hockey, professional baseball, professional football have all had, you know, different levels of success, two of them very similar championships. However, the Rays have you know been knocking on the door every year. It's exciting to watch them play every year. I'm wearing my 2011 wild card uh, sweatshirt uh, because I miss baseball already. Um, I talked the ear off of the uh, person from the Rays the other day, and all they needed was a new credit card number because my previous one had gotten compromised. But I was like talking to them about the team and all this stuff, and I was just like, God, I'm pathetic. <laughs> I, I would love for the Gators to, uh, you know, kind of instill that kind of excitement in me every year, uh, but it ain't just ain't happening. So, um, <clears throat> so would you boy. rather the Rowdies win or the Gators? I'm just well, and, and, and interesting, you mentioned that the Rowdies are in the playoffs now. Um, they, uh, I, I think there's a couple teams in the East that are probably going to outmatch them. Oh, the Gators, sorry. Fuck the Rowdies when it comes to that question, but, um, Took a little while uh, to but, answer that. Well, yeah, right. I am. I'm definitely not a Gator. You're absolutely right. Not a true but, Gator. I was definitely not a true. Well, no, I am a true Gator. Oh, that's you right. Know? That's right. You know what I mean? We're not. Well, you guys aren't. But so you know what? Nobody's perfect. I'm not. So I just want to dance with my wife. I lived in Gainesville. Does that count? Definitely counts. You are as close to a true Gator as you guys. You guys are as close to true Gators as. Uh, can we can we talk about can we can we talk about how black uniforms oh yeah black uniforms you know salute the service salute the veterans in a text group not not i mean you guys are gators but you're not necessarily true gators but uh Gus brought up a uh, a news article. We that identify as gators. Is that the point? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Okay, you got you guys are gator fluid. Got it. So the uh, the the gators, in an effort to distract and deflect, uh, decided to let it be known. I'm sure it, it was actually Billy Billy Napier speaking at a at, at one of the gator clubs in town. Um, and Gus, what did you discover from this article? I discovered 
starting next year in 2023 and from every season then on the Gators will wear black uniforms the second to last home game hmm. and when asked why yeah it wasn't because the kids wanted it you know the players wanted it it was because they want to salute the veterans which is okay awesome. well and the argument as made to me and agreed upon, if not suggested by y'all, was that how are you going to argue? They dropped that veteran suit. I think we all understand that that right. veterans and, and and one you know, a bourbon boy is a veteran, so like it's not like we are like completely tone deaf to this subject, but right, yeah. Being a veteran is as, you know, like, is, is much, I don't want to say they're marginalized, you know, because I mean, a lot of them are, of course, but like they are protected class. You know, you talk shit about veterans and you saw what happened to Colin Kaepernick. I'm not saying actually he wasn't protesting the veterans per se, but like it turned that argument turned into an anti, you know, uh, veterans when he was kneeling for the flag, even though that had nothing to do with his protest. Uh, and I'm not a Colin Kaepernick guy, but I'm certainly against like people misconstruing things and, and mixing up narratives but you know I, I i think the veterans are very you know protected sensitive you know class that you just can't shit on and so by oh, napier God. attributing this to a veterans kind of support obviously it's gonna be around veterans day if you talk shit about it maybe people are gonna you know misunderstand what you're saying i've always been against black uniforms i i had this thought the other day too and i, I wish Malt was here because I know he always used to talk about this, but did did they get rid of breast cancer? Because what happened to the vomit of pink during October? It, it's oh. gone. Oh my God, you're right. It's it, I thought I thought I saw it in the NFL at a game last week. I think it's like one no, game a year, but they have no the, so the NFL is celebrating something else. It's not it's not breast cancer. Yeah. So it's like a celebrating. <laughs> Yeah, well, not celebrating, bringing awareness, whatever. <laughs> I, I want, I want to say it's for. I think it's for all cancer, actually. Now that I'm really thinking about it, okay. it's like it's for the cure or something like that. Or, I, I think that's what it is. So there's some pink in there, but it's, it's a multitude of different colors. Um, it's actually more like a fuchsia color scheme than anything else. But, um, yeah. It's, so it's I think, nowhere near the level it used to be. No, no. Well, Susan Komen found the cure. So uh, yeah, look at the uh, the, the grade that that co- that that yeah company. Yes, yeah, they're uh, yeah, people. Yeah. If you want to donate to breast cancer, do not donate Mm-mm. to that organization. Sorry if I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody, but they're fucking bad and they steal your money. Yep. Look at the numbers uh, on the internet. Wow. Well. <laughs> yeah. All right. The internet, the internet is so so friendly. So I guess uh, I mean, you know, I think we've covered a lot of bases in the little break here. But um, the, uh, the seven o'clock game is it, it's, it's just become it's just gotten really interesting because Mississippi State, who was on a tear until late, ran into the buzzsaw that is Kentucky and lost last week, and. They are traveling to Tuscaloosa, where I know of a condo that is for sale. So if you have any questions, contact Kevin Bailey at gmail.com. 
at, where they are facing Alabama, who is also coming off of a loss, a, a heartbreaking loss. And I'll say that with confidence. I, I don't I have a soft spot for Alabama and I have a severe. Well, I was going to say hard spot, but I think that would come across weird. I have a severe like hatred and anger towards Tennessee. So pretty much when most teams play Tennessee, I'm rooting for most teams. There are certain exceptions, uh, Georgia being one. It's, that's one of those, you know, crater of earth open up during game kind of kind of games. But um, <clears throat> Alabama now ranked number three, lost at Tennessee last week. A game, a game that I uh, I definitely saw coming. I picked it, picked Tennessee. I didn't necessarily pick Tennessee to win, but it, it, you could kind of read the uh, writing on the wall. Um, Tennessee. Uh, has really turned their seat. I mean, turned their program around under Hypel and I'm terrified of them. I hope he gets a great job in the NFL or something. Cause I'm, I wonder if that's going to be like our Kirby smart or the next Kirby smart. I don't Maybe, maybe I'm just saying maybe because the guy he's obviously turned this program around. Um, I'm, I'm horrified and impressed, you know, in that, you know, if those two things could be, could equate um, where, well, uh, I, I, for you know reasons partially unknown, I guess the Mississippi State's fumble or I mean, excuse me, stumble against Kentucky. Uh, Alabama is favored by twenty-one and a half points at the seven o'clock game. Um, I I see where they're where they're going. Alabama scored basically at will. Uh, it was a, I mean, they were both in the. It was like forties and fifties. Yes, uh, and, and, you know. So, but Mississippi State has got the the gas to do it as well. Um, Alabama, sh- I mean, they, they showed last week that they can get torched by a good offense. Um, Mississippi state can have a good offense and maybe coming off that there might be licking their wounds a little bit um, coming off that loss. Um, there's a, there's an old saying, you know, like don't let the team you lost to last week beat you twice. Uh, it, it's a conceivable it's conceivable. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying since it's possible, I'm going to argue that 21 and a half is high. I mean, maybe they beat them by 18. I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to take Mississippi state this week. I think Alabama's going to win. Um, but I mean, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for, uh, for coach Leach to, to draw up some crazy shit, you know, maybe put some, start putting some points on the board again. So I'm going to take the uh, MSU dogs. I think Alabama is going to win, but I don't know. If I have a question, there's no doubt against the spread. Yeah. Um, so Will Rogers is not Hendon Hooker. I think Tennessee is playing so well because they have Hendon Hooker. The yeah. guy is amazing he's developed into an amazing amazing quarterback mississippi state last week against kentucky now kentucky's defense might be better than bama's maybe i don't know probably not but if anything though they're comparable right so will rogers guy's been throwing it all around the yard he only had 203 yards passing last week the team rushing total for the game had 22 yards against Kentucky. I think that uh, Gibbs from Alabama is a special player. He is a fantastic running back. I 
I like watching him. Well, I think he's going to have a field day because Chris Rodriguez ran for 197 yards last week for Kentucky against Mississippi State. He had 31 carries, uh, still almost 200 yards, two touchdowns. Like that's that's amazing to me. And I think Bryce Young is a better quarterback than Will Levis. And Levis had a decent game, 230 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But Bryce Young, I mean, watching him last weekend, you know, really watching him because I think that's the I've watched Bama games before. I guess I watched the AM game, but in the Texas game. But he's just so composed in the in the pocket. It's unreal. The way he feels pressure, the way he can step up, the way he can throw. So I think Bama's gonna score a shit ton of points. And I think they're probably going to lock down a Mississippi State offense that looked like dog shit against Kentucky last week. So give me Bama. Actually, give me the over on this, too. I think I think this will probably be something to the effect of 55 to 21. Man, that's a compelling argument. And I have changed picks in the past. I'm not going to now. <laughs> um but no, 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 and I mean, I, I want to because like that is a very compelling argument. Um, you put together some serious evidence because, yeah, I am, am as well am a fan of Bryce Young. The guy is, you're absolutely right. And when he was getting pressured against Texas and they were throwing a shitload of pressure against them and yeah. Texas A&M. Yeah. I mean, Although he, I think A&M he didn't play, so I may have been wrong. No, there. but... Uh, no, didn't he? Oh, he didn't play right. Okay, I'm thinking of. I'm definitely thinking of Texas then. Yeah. Um. He. I mean, he was scrambling around. I think he got hurt and came back, didn't he, in that game? Or there was something. No, he got hurt. He came back out, but he didn't go back in. Right. Against Texas. No, that wasn't the Texas game. No, he. Played no, 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 but then, then yeah. I'm just thinking straight up about Texas though. The way he was, like, I, I distinct. I remember distinct plays where he was like, definitely the most calm person on the field. You know, and that. You know, we have a quarterback in the Tampa Bay area that I'm not saying Bryce Young is the next Tom Brady, but I, I, I know what that looks like, that calmness. Now, last week, he didn't look very calm, but I'm talking about, you know, his, the, the totality of his career. Um, but I think a healthy Bryce Young definitely changes things. Um, obviously, I probably should have, uh, you know, I just talked myself into it, but I'm going to, for, for integrity's sake, I am going to stick with Mississippi State. I think it's conceivable that that you know Mississippi State can can you know they they have a hiccups you know like they they played like crap against LSU I thought that was gonna be their one of the year but then last week they played kind of like shit against uh, Kentucky um, you know don't let them beat them twice you know that but I just feel like there's something about Mike Leach as well he's gonna he's gonna be able to you know score some points on this um, so I'm I'm gonna stay with it but yeah it, it, you made a really good argument Gus. How about uh, Malt Liquor? Who's he like this? Uh, Malt is also going to take out. Does he have any comments? Uh, He does. He says Bama bounces back, takes out their frustration on the Pirate. Big takeaway from the game against Tennessee is how much a stud Bryce Young is. He's so... Well, that's not proper English, but... uh, He has so much poise and toughness. toughness. That is proper English. proper English. Oh, okay. Maybe I should not properly read. <laughs> yeah, you should be. If he was six three, he'd be the best quarterback prospect of my life out of college. Sure. Wow, that's a great point. So he much poison, toughness. 
just like patting, killing Germans. So uh, I think I think Bama bounces back and takes out frustration on the pirate. All right. <laughs> so I'll <laughs> I'll stick with Cuz for my second game in a row. Houston, oh, I'll take Mississippi State, and Mississippi State will be winning after the first quarter. Book it now, plus <laughs> plus three sixty. Did you Ooh. book it now? No, I'm not stupid, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I may do it. You know, three and a half to one. All right, why not? You know, maybe still a little. Uh, you know, still looking no. back at last week and having some trouble. I just don't think they get back. I think they lose the first quarter and then don't make it back to 21 and a half, but obviously Bama wins the game. I'm not going to yeah. completely off the deep end here. Yeah. I mean, Bama can struggle in the first half. They've shown that a couple of times. I mean, they struggled last week in the first half. They, they did, they did uh rally big time, but you know, at one point it was 21 seven. Um, yeah. So apparently that seems to be their thing this year, struggling in the first half, but yeah. All right. Texas A&M and South Carolina. This is your late night SEC game, seven thirty kickoff. I'm not sure what channel it's on. It is on ESPN two, I say. Oh, can I finish? Yes, finish? sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, it's actually going to be on the SEC network. All right. Yeah, it's a uh, and M rolling into uh, Columbia, South Carolina. The line on this, I don't know what to think about it. South Carolina's favored by three and a half. Trap. Now, now, South Carolina's four and two. Texas A&M is three and three. South Carolina's two losses are to Georgia and to Arkansas. So that loss to Arkansas really makes me think, what, what are they? They beat Kentucky. I don't know how that happened. And they beat him in Kroger, Kroger Stadium, Kroger Field, whatever it is. Like I that game had to have been an anomaly. I think the old Kentucky showed up. I think in that game against Kentucky, Mark Stoops showed his potential of what he should be and what he can be. So yeah, I I just don't know. A chain is such a dynamic and phenomenal back for AM. I don't care who's their quarterback. Like he's he's a difference maker. I don't think South Carolina has much of an answer for him. I know they definitely don't on offense. You know, Spencer Rattler has proven not to be the Spencer Rattler with the hype at, at Oklahoma. So, man, I'm gonna kick myself in the ass for this because watch South Carolina fucking win. I'll take a And M. Good luck, cuz. <laughs> Good luck, meaning having any kind of idea how this game is possibly going to go. I will you say guess. that South Carolina did win at Kentucky two weeks ago, but they were playing and I'm not, I'm not I look, I hate the mayonnaise kid. Uh, will Levis. He is gross and he's not that great, but he's a hell of a leader and South Carolina. I mean, like all this fucking praise on South Carolina, they were playing Kentucky was playing a freshman quarterback who looked like a fucking deer in headlights the entire game. And I'm not saying he won't be good. I, I just have no idea based on that game. And, and tennis, or excuse me, South Carolina, Shane Beamer has a pedigree. I think they had like a good special teams game. And, and he, has, you know, he has the pedigree 
to know about defense. Maybe we should hire him as a defensive coordinator if he ever gets fired in South Carolina. And, I mean, they smothered him. They smothered this freshman quarterback. I watched that game. I don't know how I wasn't passed out at that point. I don't even remember when it was. But I remember watching this game, and, you know, Shane Beamer was crying after the game, and it was, like, the most exciting thing that's ever happened to him, beating him fucking at Kentucky. Winning a game at Kentucky is now, like, this guy's marquee moment in his career. And I'm not I mean, saying – Virginia Tech, so, you know. Yeah, no, but I mean, obviously Florida can't, you know, like Florida sucks. So, you know, like we, we what I'm saying is I'm being hypocritical, uh, but it's still Kentucky. Anyways, and that would, that would, I'm saying that would they win like 14 to 17 to 24, 14. Yeah, 24. It was, it was, it, um, but AM, I, I just, I don't know what is going on with AM. Like they are, as you said, I mean, like they are like, well, you know what? I mean, why don't we just say it about pretty much every team? Like 70% of the teams or 60% of the teams are confusing as hell in this league. Um, what happened la- What happened two weeks ago? I guess AM was off. And then they they almost beat Alabama. And they held Alabama to 24 points. I'm going to take AM for no other reason than they played Alabama super duper tough at Alabama. Um, so going to South Carolina's, I mean, actually South Carolina's got a, a great environment and fan base, but I've seen that place empty out and like, you know, as early as last year, as recent as last year. So I'm going to take A&M just based solely. I'm looking back to the way they played Alabama. Maybe they, you know, maybe they're, you know, still, maybe they've got some toughness left. So, uh, Malt Liquor <clears throat> says he's calling in, Hold on, he's radioing in. What does he have to say? I have a feeling Tamu led by fetal alcohol syndrome, Dumbo fucker off, leans on a superior superior talent and wins the game outright. I'm a fucking asshole. Jesus Christ. That's some, uh, it's so reading, much reading comp issues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a question for you guys. If I set the over under at one and a half for South Carolina and wins for the rest of the year. What are you saying? <laughs> what's their schedule like? We'll yeah, what's their that. schedule? Yeah. Oh, A and M obviously, then Mizzou, Vandy, Florida, Tennessee, Clemson. Over Florida. Yeah, you're gonna be. At, oh, it, it's at Florida. <laughs> Not that, that means anything. I think. I think. Uh, oh, I think over. I love it. Yeah. They'll beat Missouri. Yeah, I I think they're going to win two out of the next, or yeah, two out. Excuse me, two out of the next four, which which would put it over. But I think they're going to be Vandy and Florida. They're going to get boat raced by Tennessee, and they're going to defensive struggle against Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, So I'll stick with you guys. I'll take A and M. Also, it's just like I think. Malt liquor said it. Superior talent. Yeah, that that seems to be the. Uh, hmm. Gosh, Five star all over the field. Yeah. All right. So next week we'll be back at full strength, just like my balls are. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. One of my incisions still itches, but you know, and you can't just like plop down. So I still got that going on. Well, maybe if my wife licked it a little bit more, it would. Hey yo. Well, you know, she's doing, she's, you know, she's doing her part. (laughs) That's why we got the dog. Oh, oh no. (laughs) 
<laughs> the peanut butter. Well, that'll do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, and share this episode or other episodes with your friends. Any last thoughts, fellas? Or do we just tap out? Oh. <laughs> as, uh, as Gus said, we'll be at full strength next week. Um, presuming malt liquor doesn't Gabby Petito. Oh, come on. Oh. Whoa. Hey, what happened? To... We are Marshall. Or... You're like the POTUS reading a teleprompter. <laughs> Jesus. Repeat that last line. As long as malt liquor doesn't get Gabby petitoed. Oh, God. Have, a, have an emotional reaction. <laughs> oh, God, I shouldn't have read that part. Who put that this in the prompter? <laughs> you know... He reads everything that's on the prompter. This is a good Switch thing. Your I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. Love it. Oh, POTUS. <laughs> uh, All right, we're out. Yeah, yeah so I for... Go, uh, yeah. Let me do this real quick. Yeah, Let me yeah. do this real quick. So for Malt Liquor, Gus, our producer, Dr. Riffick, I am Cousin Bailey saying, go Gators. Go get drunk. Go Gators. Go Gators.